What's up, everybody? My name is Keisha. I'm a fitness, nutrition, and mindset coach, and this is the Motivated and Mindful Podcast. I have spent the last 10 years optimizing every aspect of my lifestyle from health, happiness, well being, all the way to my mindset, and I continue to learn more every single day. So I created this podcast to share all of my findings with you so that you can start to live your best life. Hello, hello, hello. So it is episode two of the Motivated and Mindful podcast. And I just want to start out by saying thank you so much to everyone who listened to the podcast, the first episode. I was blown away by the response from everybody. So it was just so exciting to to hear that the episode resonated with you, that you wanted to listen to it. I'm seriously blown away. So can't can't thank you enough. And if you're back for episode two, even more gratitude coming your way from me. But today I want to talk about some of the things that I notice with my clients or just generally with women that I speak to that are holding them back specifically from losing weight. So if you're on a weight loss journey, a fat loss journey, um, and maybe I'll go into the difference (laughs) in a later episode between weight and fat loss, for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to continue to refer to it as weight loss because that is kind of what the general population will use to describe their journey. So why are you not losing weight? Why are you doing everything right? Why are you eating healthy? Why are you moving your body, exercising, but still not seeing any changes on the scale? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So I hear this literally all the time, all the time. And it's so funny because I talk to women before taking them on as clients. And I just talk to women just generally um, in my Instagram DMs because I really like to do market research and I like to hear what people are struggling with. And this has to be probably one of the top things that I hear. Either I'm doing everything right and I can't lose weight, or I also hear like I really struggle to be consistent, which is again, going to be another episode. So if you're that person who feels like everything is aligned, all the stars are in place, but you still cannot figure out what you're doing wrong, this episode is for you. Okay. So reason number one is that you're not tracking consistently. Now I am a huge proponent of tracking your food intake for weight loss. I think because I'm a numbers driven person by nature, I just feel that there is there is a way for you to lose weight without tracking your food, but if you want to just get really granular with it and exact with it, tracking your calories and tracking your macros and your food intake is just going to give you that accurate picture of what's going in so that if you're not seeing progress, you know exactly what needs to be adjusted. If you're not tracking anything, it's really hard to know where you're going wrong, especially because there are a lot of foods that you can eat, like avocados or nuts or nut butters, foods that are higher in calorie but are still technically healthy that you can easily overeat. And so tracking really becomes pivotal specifically for those types of foods and just for the little handfuls of things that you don't even realize are adding into your total daily calories. So it doesn't matter the nature of the calorie. If you eat too many calories, healthy, unhealthy, whatever it is, if you eat too many calories, you are going to gain weight. Or if you are at maintenance, let's say you're not even eating too many calories, you're just eating 
as many calories as your body is burning on any given day, then you're going to stay where you're at. You're not going to lose any weight. You have to be in a caloric deficit and you have to be in a deficit consistently in order to see weight loss. So in my opinion, the best way to do that is to track your food intake because that takes all the guessing out of it. This is what I ate. I'm not seeing results. So now this is what I need to change. Again, personal preference, and I've seen it work for a lot of people. And I always caveat all of my weight loss discussions with, you need to do what you're going to be able to be consistent with. You need to do what you can do consistently to keep yourself in a caloric deficit. And so if that's not tracking, great. But for most people, it is. And so if you have chosen to track your food intake, you have to be consistent with it. You can't just track during the week when it's easy and you're in your routine and you're eating all of your prepped foods. And so you have a good time tracking it all because that's what you're supposed to be eating, you think. And then you don't track on the weekends because you want to go and have a good time. Totally understand that. But the thing is, the weekend is where people usually go off the rails. (laughs) So if there's one time to be tracking, it's during the weekend. Um, And so this is a really big mistake that I see. Or just maybe you're tracking every day, but you're not tracking everything every day. And that's where we go back to those random handfuls that you could be eating. You swing by your coworker's desk and they have a bowl of Starburst and you grab a couple of those and you don't track. And then later in the day... You know, you eat like a sliver of a donut that you don't track. And while these things seem very small and there's nothing wrong with having them, you do want to be aware of them as they relate to the rest of your caloric intake, especially if you need to be in a deficit. It's all numbers here and it can be very straightforward if you let it be. But in order for it to be straightforward, I personally believe that you have to keep track of it. You have to get data so that you can adjust. So tracking consistently everything you eat, everything, every single day, that to me is going to be a really crucial component of successful weight loss. Number two is going to be a very important one. You could potentially be relying too much on the scale. (sighs) I had to let out a heavy sigh for this one. The scale, the scale. (laughs) I am at a crossroads personally as a coach with the scale. I am debating eliminating the scale as a progress indicator for my clients' programs because there is just too much emotional attachment to the number on the scale. There's way too much emotional attachment to the number on the scale. I don't think the number on the scale is very important. It does not give you the full picture. And this is kind of where we get into the weight loss versus fat loss discussion. I say weight loss because I know that's what most people are going to identify with, but technically your goal is to lose fat and fat is not always going to show up on the scale. Losing weight and losing fat are two different things. And so that's why when you are doing things like strength training and eating more protein and changing your diet that way so that you're changing your body composition your body composition change is not going to necessarily always show up fully on the scale. You could have a completely different body by the end of, you know, your nutrition change and your exercise program that you've ascribed to. Your body could have changed drastically and the number on the scale might be relatively the same. <laughs> if not more, 
you know, it depends on the person, it depends on where they're starting from. But the number on the scale is just not a good indicator to rely on. You want to make sure that you have multiple progress indicators. Personally, I'm a huge fan of photos because then you get to see the physical changes of your body. You get to see how things are changing in front of your eyes, even if they're not changing on the scale. You might notice that you see more definition. You might notice that your stomach is flatter. You might notice that your legs are showing more definition. Um, You might notice that your butt is bigger. Like These are all things that women look for and are excited about, but these are all things that the scale is not going to tell you. And if you let the scale tell the story, nothing has changed when in actuality, your body is changing for the better. So... Progress photos are something that you might want to consider. Measurements are another great way to tell if you are losing fat, if you're losing inches. You could also get a body fat test done. You could get a DEXA scan, which is the most accurate version that you could um, that you could get. Or you could do the calipers. You could also do an in-body scan. Those are a little bit less accurate. They also have all of those scales where you will measure your body fat percentage from there as well. Those have a margin of error of up to 10%, I believe. So, you know, varying levels of accuracy with those, but still, you know, if you're using that as your initial indicator and then you're measuring it from there, even if it was off to begin with, if you use the same scale, it's got the same margin of error every time you use it. So you can still use it to measure your progress, if that makes sense. Okay, so don't rely on the scale is the point of what I was talking about. (laughs) The scale is just not your best friend. Number three, you're impatient. I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) You're impatient. And I know that I sound like a broken record here, but lasting lifestyle change and weight loss takes time. It takes time. And you're not going to see results overnight. And you're not going to see results potentially even after a week, maybe two weeks, you might start seeing a little changes. But the harder part is that when you're looking at yourself in the mirror every day, it is very hard to notice those changes. That's why progress photos are huge because you're capturing yourself in a moment in time and then able to compare that to where you're at, you know, in present day. And you can see the difference when you compare them side by side. But if you look at yourself in the mirror every day, you're not really going to notice those changes very much. And that feeds into that level of impatience that a lot of people have around their weight loss and fat loss journeys. So just be consistent. Think about making progress over perfection. You don't have to be perfect, but also don't expect change to happen overnight If you have opted for long-term lifestyle change, you know, if you've opted to change your habits and take it slow, then you know that it's going to be a process that takes time. That's what you signed up for. So remind yourself of that and know that even though it's taking longer, you only have to do this process once. Maybe it takes a while, but you don't have to do it again because it took longer, because you took your time, because you developed habits and because you changed your lifestyle, hopefully to the point where now when you get to your goal, you just continue living your lifestyle and you stay at your goal. Whereas if you chose a quick fix, you'd get to your goal quickly. Sure. 
But then at the end, once you reached the goal, everything would revert back to how you started. Your diet would revert back to where you were. And all of a sudden, your body would revert back to where it was. And so then you're looking for the next thing. And that's that endless cycle that a lot of women end up in. So lasting lifestyle change takes time. Be patient. Number four, you might have some unrealistic expectations here. Now, I hear a lot of women say, okay, I really want to lose eight pounds by my vacation, which is in a week, (laughs) or something like that, something to that effect, or I want to lose 30 pounds in 30 days or something ridiculous. Uh, Generally, general rule of thumb is about a pound a week for weight loss, but there are so many different factors that play into that that I even hesitate saying that. But a pound or even a little bit lower than that, like 0.7, 0.8 of a pound uh, per week for weight loss is a good rate. It's a good sustainable weight rate of weight loss. And anything over than that, over that is kind of that quick fix. And we want to, again, take the slower approach, take the longer lasting approach. So make sure that your realistic expectations are in place so that you don't get discouraged. Because if you're expecting something to happen that's not realistic or not sustainable, of course you'll be disappointed when you don't reach that goal. You know, we all want to set goals that are reachable, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but generally we get close. So you don't want to set yourself up to fail because the minute you realize you're not going to hit that goal, you become even more discouraged, even less motivated to continue. And that's what we don't want. Number five, you get discouraged easily. So that kind of relates to the last point. Any kind of self-improvement quest or journey takes a level of resilience and grit. So if you're the kind of person who starts something and then it gets too hard so you give up, then maybe long-term lifestyle change is not the route for you. Because you have to be able to push through those hard moments. You have to be able to realize that you're not going to see progress every single day. And you're not going to want to show up every single day. And it's not going to feel easy every single day. But that's part of the process. Nothing worth having ever came easy. At least most most things don't. So you have to understand that you get to learn about yourself through this process. You get to discover your inner strength, your inner resilience, your inner grit through this process. So look at every setback, every roadblock as an opportunity for you to grow, for you to become the person that you've always wanted to be, and for you to learn something about yourself. It doesn't mean you have to give up. You just redirect, pivot, figure out where you need to adjust and change your course so that you can get to your goal. Number six, you succumb to all or nothing mentality too often. The all or nothing mentality, we all get stuck in it. I absolutely get stuck in it. But what you have to remember is that if you are stuck in all or nothing thinking, you're usually going to end up with nothing. You know, the options are to get all or nothing. You're rarely going to get all. You're rarely going to end up in that like, yeah, crushing it, got everything I wanted. 
you're usually going to end up with nothing. If your options are to do a 20-minute workout or to do an hour workout or to do nothing at all, where is that going to leave you if you choose nothing? If you could do the 20-minute workout, even though it's not an hour, at least you're still getting somewhere. You're still moving the needle, and that all counts. I tell this um, story a lot, and I can't remember. Well, yeah, it's from the book Atomic Habits uh, by James Clear. And he's telling, like, there's this quote or poster in some uh, sports team organization's locker room about a stone cutter. And I cannot remember it verbatim, so I'm not going to quote it directly. I'm going to paraphrase. But the quote is something to the effect of a stone cutter is hammering away at a rock, hammering, waiting for the rock to split in two. He's trying to break the rock in half. And he's been hammering away for what seems like forever. And just before he's about to give up, that 101st blow, it finally splits in two. And the stonecutter knows that it was not just the 101st blow that did it. It was all of the blows that came before. It was all of that work that he put in when he couldn't see the change, when he couldn't see the crack, when nothing was happening. It was all of that work that contributed to the end result. And it's the same for your health and fitness journey. It's the same for any self-improvement journey that you're on, any goal that you set. It's the same for starting a business. For me, there's so much work that has to go in before you see any of the progress or results. And so there's a lot of blind faith that has to go into it of knowing that you're doing the right thing, knowing that you are nourishing your body, knowing that you are moving your body and improving your cardiovascular fitness, improving your health overall there's that aspect of of trusting the process even though you don't get that immediate gratification of it that i think is really the key to success if you are able to get through that and stick it through even though it seems like nothing's happening and it seems like it might even feel like you're failing because you are not seeing any movement <laughs> but you have to keep going anyway I'm speaking from experience here, you guys, because I am going through this literal exact thing, not for health and fitness, but for business. It is a lot of showing up, even though you're not really sure what you're doing is working. <laughs> you show up and you're consistent because you know that it's going to work out. You have faith and you trust and you believe. And for health and fitness, as long as your strategy is honed. You know, as long as you are tracking your food intake, you know what you're supposed to be doing, you have a plan and you're executing on that plan, then stay with it. Be consistent and and keep going. And the res results will come. Number 7. You don't work on your mindset. This is a favorite of mine because mindset is just a, a topic that I'm passionate about, but it's also a topic that I don't think women take seriously enough with regard to their weight loss or their health and fitness. I don't think that a lot of women acknowledge the fact that they struggle with mindset issues. I don't, I just don't think it's widely talked about or accepted and a lot of people aren't even aware that they have issues with their mindset. And that's normal. But 
really it can be your subconscious beliefs that are holding you back from what you're trying to achieve. So if you are always telling yourself, I'll always be this weight, or I just accepted that this is the way my body is, and there's there's a good acceptance of your body, and then there's like a negative acceptance of your body to where you're kind of just giving up. If you want to change and feel better about yourself, you don't have to give up. You don't have to resign yourself to to a certain persona, a certain identity, just because you feel like you can't change. You can change. You just haven't figured out the right way to do it. And there's some people who feel like they have no discipline, like they just are not the type of person who could ever stick with anything or be consistent with the health and fitness journey. Um, These types of beliefs are what are holding you back from the weight loss goals that you have set. Because you're constantly telling yourself, I have no discipline. I'll always be this weight. I have no self-control. And those beliefs are informing your decisions, your thoughts, inform your actions. Pay attention to this during the day. Because once you become aware that this is happening, you're going to be blown away. You will literally see, wow, I almost didn't do X, Y, Z because that thought came into my head. So if you can start to be more aware of the thoughts behind your actions, because they're there, they're there for me. And I know that they're there for you. So you can start paying attention to them. And as soon as you can become aware of them in the moment, then you have the opportunity to change them then you have the opportunity to choose a different thought. And it really is as simple as that because I've put it into practice. So I know that it is choosing a different thought. There are times when I will spiral into a negative thought pattern. And in the past, the spiral just would have kept going and my anxiety would start to creep up and I would just get caught in this anxious thought spiral that would never end seemingly. But recently, I've discovered, and I got this from Gabrielle Bernstein's book, Super Attractor, but she has the method called Choose Again. And I tried it, and it really is that simple. If you're able to catch yourself in the spiral, that's kind of the hard part is becoming aware, remembering that Choose Again is an option, stopping yourself in the middle of the thought spiral, and saying, I forgive myself for experiencing this thought, for feeling this way, but I choose to see peace instead of this. I choose love. I choose a different thought. I choose to believe that I can be disciplined. I just have to figure out how. I choose to believe that I have self-control. I just have to tap into it. I choose to believe that I don't have to be any weight I don't want to be. I can change my body and become confident about the way that I present myself to the world. All of that is possible to you. Human beings, I truly believe, are limitless. I have seen humans do some incredible things, myself included. I have seen myself do things that I didn't think I could do. And I know it's possible for every person. It's just that there's so much limiting subconscious beliefs that are holding us back from really being able to understand our true abilities. And so that's what I'm here for, to help us, to help you realize your true potential.
and see yourself for the beauty that you are, the strong and capable woman that you are, and all that good stuff. So bottom line, consistency is definitely going to be the key here. And I think all of these points really touch on what's holding you back from being consistent. That's kind of where where we're getting, what we're getting at with these um, tips in this podcast is that, you know, any one of these areas will lead you to be inconsistent, which will lead you to not see results. So hopefully you identify with some of these points, maybe even all of these points, which if that's you, no big deal. At least you have identified it. Awareness is always the first step, but now we can choose one to focus on improving so that you can start getting closer to your goals. Thank you so much for listening to the Motivated and Mindful podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, go ahead and leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you didn't enjoy the podcast, then go ahead and keep your thoughts to yourself. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I love all kinds of feedback. So honestly, if there's anything that I can improve, I'd love to hear it. Rate, review, follow the podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts, and I'll see you in the next episode.